It is the Buckeye Blitz. I'm Tito Jeff Fittoff. Thank you so much for tuning in. You can follow me on Twitter at Fit Happens. Before we get started with all the news in college football, the big realignment news, and going with that, I want to tell you first about BetOnline.net. They are your number one source for your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and the news, including Major League Baseball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting, sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. Uh, they uh, remain It's the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this entire season. It's the fastest and easiest way to check out on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. USC and UCLA have joined the Big Ten. Can't say I'm all that surprised. Um, I, I figured the Big Ten would make a power play at some point, and this clearly is what that was. Um, it, I know there's some logistical things that you can look at and say, well, they're clear out West, but look, this is all about money and it's all about uh, exposure and, and making footprints in major media markets. And now the, and the big 10, uh, which now will have 16 teams starting in 2024 as of today. Um, it, uh, it's, it's about being able to have that Los Angeles market, that West coast television market as part of the big 10 network, USC and UCLA are going to make a lot more money by joining the big 10. If they stayed in the PAC 12. From 2020 to 2021, in the Pac-12 with their media rights deals, uh, teams got paid about $10 million less from the media rights deal than they did the, in 2020. So they had a big drop in 20 to 21. I know there is a pandemic you can blame for part of that. But nonetheless, the Big Ten will simply now negotiate a much bigger deal. And uh, we it, the geographical plot, does not, none of that matters anymore. It, it, all these conferences anymore, they are not geography-based. Uh, you know, the Big Ten used to be just Midwest, and then they expanded out, you know, and added Penn State, and then added uh, Maryland and Rutgers. So, and they had Nebraska, which was a little further west, and then now they got USC and UCLA. None of this matters anymore. The SEC is adding Texas, which is a Southwest school, not a Southeastern Conference school. None of it matters. So, we're going to end up with, I think the Big Ten will eventually get to 18, maybe 20 teams. Same thing with the SEC. And then there'll be a third conference, I believe. That'll be like everybody else that didn't get in on these uh, on the first two big conferences. So um, I think Notre Dame's got to join the Big Ten. It makes too much sense for them. Uh, They are, by the time I think next year rolls around, the 2023 season, I believe there'll only be like four or five independent schools left in college football. Notre Dame being one of them, but like BYU is joining the Big 12. Um, But there'll only be a handful of those. And it's going to be tough to schedule as these conferences get bigger. In the Big Ten, if you have an 18 or a 20 team conference, you get 16. You have to look at playing an additional conference game. It's going to be harder for USC or for Notre Dame to schedule schools like USC and some of the Big Ten schools they've they've always done. Uh, they've always scheduled only because there'll be less opportunities for people to schedule these games. Notre Dame needs to join a conference, and the Big Ten makes the most sense. If I had to wager a guess, I think Notre Dame does join the Big Ten. Um, I think that Clemson, Florida State. In Miami, uh, join the SEC, and then I think uh, maybe Oregon makes sense to the Big Ten. I think Oregon probably makes a lot of sense doing that. Uh, I wonder if Cincinnati's regretting joining the Big Twelve because I wonder if the Big Ten would have considered Cincinnati. Maybe they would have, maybe they wouldn't. But um, you know, you could see Oregon, Notre Dame, maybe like a Stanford, maybe a Cal joining the Big Ten as well, and then the rest of the teams will try to come together. Um, I'd love to see North Carolina and Duke, by the way, in the Big Ten. I don't think that will happen, um, but that'd be great for the basketball side of things. 
And then what's left among the other teams form also like a 20 team conference. Um, and uh, it'll be three, I think there'll be like 45 to 60 teams that'll be competing really at the, uh, as a, for national championship in big time college football. That's where we're headed. Um, there's no turning back now, but you'll see, you know, uh, the PAC 12 and the big 12 just added new conference commissioners. And one of those guys will be out of a job. I think eventually once all the merging happens, um, it's just a question of which one among those three, ACC, Big 12, Pac-12, becomes like the overall governing body and the owner of this you know, 16 to 20 team super conference, as they're calling it. So um, I'm excited about the USC UCLA additions. Uh, I, I know that it's going to require uh, some scheduling um, creativity, especially with the non-revenue sports, but football is what matters in all of this. And uh, UCLA's got a great basketball program, great basketball tradition. That's all well and good. But this is not about basketball. This is strictly about football is why this move was done. And uh, it's about money. And so uh, the, the, the if you're an older per if you're over the age of 40, college football is completely different now than it was when you grew up. So, um, But that's where we're headed with that. Uh, and I, like I said, I'm excited about it. I can't wait to see Ohio State play UCLA uh, and USC on a semi-regular basis. USC could very well be a regular rotation game for them, a regular annual thing. I hope it is. How they do the scheduling in the Big Ten, if they go to, like, say, in 2024, they go to what they call the 366 model, where they get rid of the conferences, uh, the divisions, if I get rid of divisions in the conference, and you have three locked-in opponents you're going to play every single year, and then six other teams one year and six the other year. So every four years, you play everybody home and home in the conference. If that were the case, if they do go to that kind of model, I would like to see Ohio State's three permanent opponents be Michigan, obviously, USC, and then you got to put some patsy Big Ten team in there, like an Illinois maybe or a uh, Indiana, Northwestern. You can't put another heavyweight in there to force Ohio State to play every single year. It's almost a disadvantage. Um, you know, like if you just said, oh, okay, you got to play USC, Michigan, Penn State every year, um, or USC, you know, Michigan, Wisconsin every year. You need to balance it out a little bit. They'll still play those teams every every couple of years, and it'll be a home-and-home. Home. Uh, they'll play in both places in four years, the other 12 schools in the conference. But they'll have the three locked-in teams um, that they'll play on a regular basis. For Michigan, I think it becomes Michigan State, Ohio State, and UCLA. Uh, Penn State's probably going to be like USC, uh, maybe Wisconsin, something like that. We'll, they'll all get figured out. But I personally think Ohio State, if they can get – a game every year with USC and Michigan and then some other weaker team or not quite as highly thought of team in the Big Ten, I'd be fine with that. So uh, big news for that. We'll see what happens. Every day this landscape is changing in college football. And, um, you know, there's talk about some other schools that uh, from the Pac-12 that reached out to join the Big Ten. And the Big Ten said, we're going to hold for right now. They're, everybody's waiting to see what Notre Dame does. Now, Notre Dame does belong to the ACC right now in every sport except for football. Part of their agreement, they also play, I think, four or five games a year in football against ACC opponents. But so if Notre Dame decides today we're going to join a conference, they have to join the ACC in football unless they withdraw from the ACC and then they're a free agent. So really, they are free to join whoever they want to join, whatever conference, as long as they withdraw from the ACC prior to doing that. And, um, you know, Notre Dame, the money they make off their contract with NBC, it, it, as the scheduling gets more difficult for Notre Dame, it's going to become tough for them to to put great games together and put them in NBC, which could hurt their bottom line. 
their money uh, for their TV contracts with NBC. It just makes total sense. Notre Dame, join the Big Ten, play USC every year, uh, play Ohio State every year, play Michigan or something like that every other year, figure out a way to do it. But um, that's uh, that's where they're headed with that with Notre Dame. And once Notre Dame makes their decision, then you'll see more dominoes fall into place. But everyone right now, I know the Pac-12 and Big 12 are talking about merging, but really uh, there's Pac-12 teams probably on hold right now with the Big 10. Is the Big 10 saying, let's see what happens next? Uh, but kudos to the Big 10 for uh, having the foresight to, um, to add these schools now because you don't want to be the conference uh, that gets left out of all of this and loses all your teams. But um, also, other news, Calvin Simpson Hunt, who's a four-star from the 2023 class. Uh, he's from Texas. He was committed to Texas Tech, and now he uh, has flipped on that and gone to Ohio State instead. Ohio State is second in the 2023 recruiting rankings to Notre Dame. Barely ahead. They are neck and neck in that. Um, also, Jay Sean Tate, the uh, former Ohio State basketball player, who I never thought would be a great NBA player. I thought he might be, you know, but never thought he'd be like really have much of a career. Well, it came out last week. The Rockets picked up their option on him. It was a $1.8 million option, which essentially gave them time to negotiate if they wanted to. And they did negotiate a new deal. Jay Sean Tate now, he averaged, uh, he's 26 years old, by the way, played in 78 games, started 77 last year, averaged almost 12 points, five and a half rebounds, and three assists a game, roughly. And he just signed a three-year, $22 million extension with the Houston Rockets. So good for Jay Sean Tate there. And uh, love seeing Buckeyes uh, do well. Uh, in the NBA and, and get paid theirs also. Um, one other thing to think about too, Arch Manning signed with the Texas Longhorns. Uh, he's going to go there as part of the um, class of 2023. You know, you got Quinn Ewers there, the quarterback already was the number one uh, in the 2021 class. And Ewers came to Ohio State for a hot minute and then transferred to Texas. He'll likely be the starter. So he's a starter. This is a second year of college football probably. I'm sorry, he'll probably be the starter. And this is second year really of college football. And then 2023, Arch Manning arrives on the scene, and we'll see what happens there if there's a log jam. But the thing to look at, though, is 2025. That would be Arch Manning's uh, third year of college football. and You've got to play three years or be three years removed from graduating in high school before you go to the NFL or before you're eligible for the NFL draft. And in 2025, Arch Manning's third year, Texas and Arch Manning would be coming to Columbus to take on Ohio State's 2024 top recruit, uh, Dylan Riola, the quarterback there. So... Looking forward to that if that all comes to fruition. I know contracts could get ripped up and uh, because of new conference realignments, you could see schedules um, get changed a little bit. But I hope this sticks with, uh, you know, sticks on the schedule. Seeing the Buckeyes host Texas and seeing an Arch Manning, Dilmariola type matchup, the hype would be incredible. And I uh, hope that happens. So um, we'll talk more. We got to talk about the Ohio State basketball news that came out. We'll get on that also for the next podcast. But this has been the Buckeye Blitz. I am uh, Tito Jeff Fitoff, and again, you can follow me on Fit Happens uh, on Twitter. Give me a follow there, and we'll do the latest news, and we'll be back again to talk about Ohio State basketball. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great day.